This is the Major Figures Podcast, recorded at GOT Sound Studio, with your hosts Goody and Chris Darnell. We're a community for people who inspire to be major figures and want major figures. Let's figure it out together. What's up, y'all? We're back. Y'all now tuned in to the Major Figures Podcast. Major Figures Podcast. I'm your host, Goody. This is Chris Darnell. Yeah. And we have another special guest for you Special y'all. guest. Chrissy Woods. <laughs> Chrissy Woods. The sweet queen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are y'all? So, how long have you been in the hair industry and how did you get into it? Ooh, boy. Y'all got an hour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, got, yeah time. we got time. Oh, gosh. So, honestly, y'all, it's so weird. Um, I started my career as a registered nurse. I've been a registered nurse for 20 years. Oh, uh, okay. I have a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in nursing. Um, after about 10 years of nursing, I got burned out and I used to do makeup a lot. And I said, you know what? It's time to switch careers. So my husband kind of encouraged me. He said, why don't you make that makeup thing a career? So long story short, I went to hair school, um, graduated from hair school and loved doing hair. Cause you have to do at the time they didn't have an aesthetics program to do a makeup thing. So I had to do the whole hair program. So it ended up, um, I was doing both at this time. So here I am a director of nursing, with this hair license. So I was going to work as a director of nursing from like eight to five and then doing hair from like five to nine. Oh, wow. It was Sheesh. crazy. And so I knew God kept telling me to let nursing go. He kept telling me, I mean, I would literally hear it all the time, let it go. And I'm like, bro, I'm not finna let this salary go. And I got a husband, <laughs> yeah. a child. I'm not going to put him in that predicament. Well, I got fired. So oh, wow. I have a choice but to let it go. He'll get you. He'll so get you to he'll do what get he you. want you to he'll do. He'll get you. And so it forced me to um, go back into hair full time. So long story short, I was doing hair. Now it's going on about eight years. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Full, wow. full time. Full eight, time. Eight years. Wow. Eight years. Mm-hmm. You ain't. Never mind. Never mind. I'm going to ask you something. But not, never mind. Just in case it was something bad. But um, I don't care. It's all uh, book. So when you was a. Uh, you didn't get fired for, like, sticking somebody with the wrong needle in that like No, that. so let me tell you. I got fired because we had a new director come in. She fired all of us and brought in all of her Oh, team. wow. So HR didn't even know I was fired until I called them. And they had just gave me a promotion. So they were confused, like, how are you fired? Wow. Yeah, so yeah. she ended up getting fired. That's eventually. how you know it was time to get right. her out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So fast forward to today. Um... You have your own. How many suites do you have own? I have 24 now, and we are about to open seven more in September. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you, um, you're you a co-owner of uh, your own hair salon, Yes, right? I am. Mm-hmm. So what made you want to get into the suites? So prior to opening the salon, I was in a suite. Um, okay. I was in that suite for about two and a half years, um, right before the pandemic. And I loved my suite. It was just too small. It was a 10 by 10. It was a small little window that I could see a smidget of, you know, the outside. Um, there was, it, I felt claustrophobic. I couldn't know, oh. I didn't know who was outside of the suite unless I kept my door open. Um, it just, I loved everything but the the claustrophobia about it. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, that part I just, I just couldn't get with. So I was, I remember when I walked in the suite the first day, I remember saying, I'm going to treat this suite as if it's my own, like the whole building. I would always make sure the water was switched out. I was cleaning the bathrooms. I was, I was like the mother of, this, of the suites. Mm-hmm. 
And so the owner would always call me and say, hey, you know, how are things going? Everybody okay? And I just really took pride in that suite. And I never thought I would own them one day, but I knew that if I did, I would know how to make it better. And so I was sitting at home with COVID and one of my friends called and he said, hey, I see this building and I think you might be interested in it. I'm like, I'm not looking for a building, bro. I'm, I'm good. He's like, no, you need to see it. When I walked in, it was a dump. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And immediately I just got this vision and I saw sweets. Like I saw the whole vision as I walked through this dump. And I said, you know what? This can work. So that was the first seven. And then the next building beside it, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, I'm going to get this building too because I don't want nobody to get it and do the same thing I did beside mm. me. So I didn't know how I was going to do it. It was 20, it's like 22 rooms over there. And so I said, no, we're going to knock down the walls. We're going to make these even bigger. And we're just going to condense it down to 10. So we made it 10 rooms. And so I ended up with 17 suites within like eight months. Wow. Mm -hmm. So what was the building before you got in? It was, um, it was a school. They did, um, they did some type of, I think it was like GED program or something like that, but it had been shut down for years. It's it'd been vacant. The whole plaza was vacant for years. So with, um, wow. so you're walking into the empty building and you start seeing the vision. How did you know how to like to set it up to get the contractors? Like, how was that process? Um, to make it the, a learning still. curve <laughs> still to this day, a learning curve. Um, it was so Mr. Charles, honestly, he was a big help because he did real estate. Okay. So he pointed me into like, he really did help a lot as far as pointing me in the direction of who and how, because I would literally just say, I need this wall knocked out. And he would just have the people there and then send me the bill. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it works out. <laughs> but I mean, I knew what I needed, but not always how to get it. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel like that's how God works too. He'll send what you need when you need it. And you don't really know why or how he's doing it. It just gets done. Mm -hmm. And you look back and say, you did it again. You, you got me out of that one. Right. Cause sometimes you just don't know, you know what you want, you know what you need, but you don't know how to get there. Yeah. I think a lot of times um, God does things like that. So, we have no choice but to depend on him. Like, I, this ain't me. So when it yeah. get done, it was like, yeah, it was all it God. It was all honestly, God because I, really... I didn't know. <laughs> right. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you um, you got the two. Like when you when you first started, did you, like how was getting like the funds? Was it just Oof. you pay for it out of pocket? That's or... another God thing. I never, to this day, I haven't taken out one loan. Wow. To this day, I have not taken out one loan. Um, it seems like when I got the suites, it's almost like the business at the salon, it's like it kicked in overdrive. Like when I say overdrive, overdrive. So I had like this excess of money coming in. And I was like, it's just what I needed. I mean, I literally, you know, the account might have been at zero a couple of times getting it done, but it got done. Wow. And it didn't get done with a bank, you know, and I just thank God for that. Now that I look back on things, hindsight 2020, I might have should have used the bank. So I'd have had a little bit more money on my own. Right. But, you know, at the time, it had to get done quickly. Mm -hmm. So I've never taken out a loan. Man, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So you said that you got the two. Now, um, you're working on the third one? or mm -hmm. you? Yeah, they. Um, the only thing we have left to do is to put the floors in, and the plumber is supposed to start today, but it's a holiday, so he probably won't start the Wednesday. But he'll be putting the plumbing in every, and all no, of that. No, that's building. third or fourth. Yeah. How many do you have all together? So that this will be the third building. 
Okay. No, no, no. The fourth building. Yeah, I'm about to say. Fourth building. Fourth yeah, because the third building is 114. That mm-hmm. one has, it was supposed to have five, and I had a small office in the back, and somebody wanted that office, so she rented that, so it ended up being six. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the drive like just to keep opening them? Is it? Honestly, I love to see us win. Honestly. I want to see us win. I want to see us not have to worry about credit checks. I want to see us do just kind of walk into a ready-made space where you can go in, make your money, and move on. You know, if you want to grow, I don't want to hold you there forever, but it needs. I just want you to get a good start somewhere. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? I want everybody to just do good business, make your money, feed your families, live the lifestyle that you want. And, I mean, that's my drive. I love to see it. So do you plan on opening more? No. <laughs> I didn't plan on opening these. <laughs> I, I didn't. So I can't, I mean, every time I say what I'm not going to do, God shows me what I am going to do. Mm. So it's it's just, I, I can't say. I don't know. So, like, you must really love um, hairstyling, being a hairstylist, because most people, after a couple of sweets, they're like, I'm done with them. You know, honestly, I love what I do. It's almost like therapy. You know, you're meeting people. For one, my net worth is, I mean, my network is out of control. If you tell me, hey, I need something for that, I can call anybody, and that's from hairstyling. You know, I have so many talented ladies that sit in my chair that either know somebody or they do it themselves. or So it's just the community is what I love. Right. You know, and then it's some days women come in and they're just so heavy, and you could tell they're heavy, and just the conversation that we have when they leave, they left all of that, and they're able to go on about their day. Right. So it's not just the hairstyling. It's just the feeling. And then some days I'm heavy. And they, right. you know, when they come in and I'm just like, God, I needed that. You know, it's just, it's the emotion that's behind it that I love. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, question. Okay, let's get it. Now, you got the suites. Uh, you built them. Got them how you like them. Now, getting tenants mm. and actually running it as a business, how was that portion? It's still a challenge. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, I'm learning balance. I have a huge clientele at the salon, which takes away a lot of my time. And every time I say I want to back down into salon, more and more people come. So I'm having to learn balance with that. Um, as far as like ma- getting a manager, you know, these are things I'm looking for in the future because I just can't be everywhere at once. Oh, yeah. So it's tough because um, honestly with tenants, <laughs> Everybody puts on their best face first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then three, four months down the line, they put on their crazy face. Mm. So it's been a it's been a balancing act, but I can honestly say I've had way more good experiences than bad experiences. The bad people always wean themselves out. Um, so it hasn't, I mean, I can't really say that it's been, like, traumatic, you know, but you just go, you win some, you lose some. And then, but like I said, once again, God is always amazing. Every tenant I lose, he sends me three more. Wow. You know, so I I don't even worry about it. I'm not one to, you know, stress about, oh, they're leaving. You know, they probably needed to leave. That's the way I look at it, right. you know. Do you, um, when you build these suites or whatever and you're um, getting tenants, how do you, how do you price gauge what you want to charge? Honestly, I look at one square footage. Um, there is like a base per square foot that you're supposed to charge. Okay. Um, but then I also look at it's South Carolina. Okay. Then I look at location. We're on the 
opposite end of two notch. And people think that because we're on that end, we're supposed to charge less. Yeah. I don't know where that concept came from. But then I also look at my competitors. You know, I'm wondering, I'm looking at what are they offering? What are they charging? What am I providing? Um, is it reasonable? Um, and also I look at expenses. You know, how much is it for the lights, the water, the uh, um, the, the alarm system? You know, I look at, make sure all of that can be covered as well. So it's a balancing act, making sure, A, you're not just breaking even because a lot went, you know, you spend a lot to get it open. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you want to make sure you're making some profit, but then you also want to make sure that your tenants are able to afford the rent because a lot of them may just be getting started. Um, or in our industry, we have slow moments, you know, like July, everybody's on vacation, Overtime. September, October, they go into the fair, they wasting all their money <laughs> yeah. at the fair. You know, January, they just came off of Christmas. So I know they have, we have dips. So I try to make sure that it's just reasonable, but yet we can still make somewhat of a profit. Yeah, because they say, um, like, when you start a business or um, whatever, like the first year, first two years, you're just making your money back. Mm-hmm. When it comes to sweets and operating those, because you have so many and all these people are paying, is it the same with that or you – get a return quicker. No, you definitely don't get a return quicker <laughs> because you know, you got to think about all the work that went into it. Right. And then once you get it outfitted, then it's like, Oh, now I got to paint, um, decorate buy furniture, you know? So it was just, it's, it's just like, it kept coming, you know, water got to keep, you know, you got to have water, but based upon D you got to have water. You got to have, so it was just like, hmm. but after, um, it, I don't think it was so bad. I learned, like the first one, two sixteen, I did the most. Like it was my first one; it was my baby. I went all out, and I was like, I ain't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. So you'll see, like around one fourteen, they don't have TVs. So it's just uh. like, <laughs> you know, so certain things you just like nobody even watches them. You know, you you realize what worked and what didn't work. So like when I did two twenty, I'm like, why is this lobby so big? I could have made it smaller and had an extra suite. So when I went to 114, I made a smaller lobby and put more suites in. Mm. So you just kind of learn <laughs> from everyone. Right. Yeah. So what's out of all your suites so far, what's your favorite? What's your favorite location? Um, my list? favorite location is 114. Um, it was 220 until I did 114. 114 was a wreck. So I think just seeing like beauty out of ashes is just the... The transformation process. The transformation process. It's like when you're doing somebody hell when we cut somebody yeah. hair and tore up and then yeah. beauty them. That's so the main thing. But 220 is my favorite suite because it, it just has so many different personalities. It just has life. You know, 220 has life. That's what I envisioned all of them to be. You know, busy, vibrant, you know, constantly seeing new people in and out, you know. But um, 114 is my baby just from seeing the horrible transformation. And what what was 114 before? Well, it I don't know what it was before, but it was in the process of being a commercial kitchen. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they were in the process of making a commercial kitchen, and that deal fell through, and I was like, well, let me get that one. But it was, you know, already being converted over, so we had to basically wipe that part clean and wow. just kind of start from scratch and... You know, it was fun for me because I'm with an architect and he's showing me all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. So I got to see every step from there. 220 had already had rooms. I just knocked out walls. Mm. This one had nothing. 
it, you know, we had to create the walls. So it was, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So now, so you're going through like the um, rehabbing process of mm-hmm. buildings. So have you thought about doing that for houses or have you done I any have, houses yet? My husband and I were, we were kind of on a fence with it, but I don't know. It seems like, you know, I have a lot of realtors that I do their hair. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, it's a good time. And some oh, people are saying, oh, it's a bad great. time. Yeah, so I don't know. And then, you know, someone gave us the idea of, you know, my passion. Honestly, if I had endless funds right now, my passion is to open a tiny home community for the homeless. Like, that's oh, yeah, that's so. my ultimate goal in life is mm-hmm. to do that. So that's what I really, truly want to do. Wow. Yeah, I want to have a tiny home community, and it's strictly for the homeless help them get on their feet, help them get jobs. They'll have like a certain time period, get jobs, move out, and move in a new crew. Like that's what I want to do. I like that. Mm-hmm. So like if you weren't doing, if you weren't doing hair, doing anything, um, like what is, what do you really like? What? You know, Chris, honestly, I don't know. That's so crazy because my whole life, um, my mom and dad always said, you know, go to school, go to college, and get a degree in healthcare. So for oh, yeah. for years, I thought you know I was a nurse. Like that's that was my plot. Did you even life. have a passion to be a nurse? Or I don't know. You know, I was good at it. Um, I made great grades. Was that because of the helping people? That's portion? what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like I don't. If I, I always ask myself this. Like if I wasn't told to go into healthcare, like what would I do? I don't know. But I know healthcare. My dad was like, "You can pick the school wherever you want to go, but you need to do something in healthcare." And I, I got good at it. But again, it probably is because of the service portion of it, you know, the service portion. So whatever I would do, I know it'd be something with service. I love helping people. I love putting in my two cents. I love, you know, if I can make you better, I'm gonna try to do it. So whatever that would be. Well, like um, so you. Like you really out here uh, changing the game in Columbia when it comes to sweets or whatever. Like anytime I talk about a sweet or mention it, people they they know who you are. Oh, that's um, interesting. Oh yeah, they they know who you are. So do you? There's people that come to you like I want a sweet. I want to get a sweet. I just sent the guy your information this morning too. Oh, so, and he called me already too. I got a meeting this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So um, thank you. No problem. So do you? You have people that come and ask for sweets and stuff like that. Do you have people that come and ask for mentorship or um, wanting to get into the business? Chris, you know, it's so frustrating because I want people to do that, and they won't. And the crazy thing, they won't ask. And the crazy thing is if you give too much, they pull back. So now I've learned to just wait until people ask for the help Mm -hmm. because when I give the help, they feel like, I don't know if it's like an ego. I don't know what it is, but you feel like, you almost at some point want it more than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but so I'm like, you know what? If they don't ask, whatever. But I have had some tenants that would ask certain things and I would help them out and their business would transform. Cause I'm like, you're just missing a few, just a few things, you know? And like, for instance, one tenant, she came to me, she was like, I'm having a hard time paying my rent. And I was like, well, let me, let me look at your stuff. So I'm looking at her services offered. I'm, I'm like, girl, you, or an esthetician, you ain't offering half of what you can do. Uh, Switched her around, she's fine. Booked out, she's good. Uh, you know, it's just like you got to make some adjustments. But I would love to mentor people, but they don't ask. So it's not my business. So they don't, like, they don't ask at all. 
I have, out there now. They're going to be asking now. I, 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 don't, I, <laughs> I don't mind. And I have like a, they, you know, I have one or two that may say, hey, Christy, I got to, can you look at my price list and tell me what you think? You know, but as far as like mentorship. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you would mentor from like every aspect. Oh, I would love to. Because I mean, that's my goal. I want to, I truly, y'all don't understand. Like when I got started in hair, I got my, I got my license and I got thrown into a room. They took my blueprint. They didn't care if I was burning up people's hair. They didn't care if I knew what I was doing. Like, nobody helped. Even in the suite. Like, we was just in a suite. Like, nobody helped. Nobody checked. Nobody told us how to charge prop. Like, there was oh. nothing. Wow. You know? So, we had to figure it out. And I'm like, you're telling me out of all these people, nobody can help? And people, we would ask. Oh wow! We would ask. They just try to cuff the information, give you something real generic, generic. You know, Mm -hmm. something real generic, and it's just like, bro, it's enough for everybody out here to eat. Like, if I tell you something, I'm so secure in what God has for me. I don't worry about you taking from me. It's plenty. I don't. I don't feel like you know. If I give you something, it's taken away from me. That's not going to happen. It's not. God got enough for everybody out here, and it's something special that you're going to do that I'm not going to do. You know, so everybody's going to go. They're going to, just like with barbering, they're going to pick you because of something you offer. It could be your personality. It could even be how you look. They might like your swag, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. People are funny. Yeah, we got to change our culture here. We do. Or giving us information and stuff, too. Yes, we do. Yeah, there was a guy, man. He had uh, made a post the other day. It was like, uh, I got this. Um, I'm selling this. Uh, what he said. Some Airbnb stuff or whatever. He was like, man, you know what I'm saying? I just hit, hit up my inbox and I got you. You know what I'm saying? I knew the guy. So I was like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? What's up? He was like, uh, I'm going to get with you in a little bit. Never heard from him. But and you made the post. Like, uh, like, oh, people are, I don't know if they feel threatened by what you're doing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I don't know, man. I try to reach out to people sometimes for help because I'm never too to a point where I feel like I can't learn, where I feel yeah. like I don't need nobody help. That's right. So I try to reach out, man, but people just feel how they feel. They do. Man, leave they you do. on red. Leave you on. <laughs> Boy. And then man. when you see them in the street, it's all awkward. Yeah. You be like, hey, what's up, man? They're like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. We've got to help each other. But then I've also realized that you want to help people and they will burn you so bad. Mm. Oh, I've had oh, yeah. so many tenants. And I'm like, now, you know I looked out for you, and this is what you go do. Mm. But I'm like, hey, it is what it is. So with the, um, with the sweet, the, uh, well, with the sweet industry, I guess you could say, there are um, there are other places out there. We looked at some before we found Joy's or whatever. Um, you know what I'm saying? But is there like a community or a competition owners. type, or how is it? I'm gonna tell you something. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you something. I tell my son this. My son has his own clothing line. I tell him the same thing. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Yeah. Don't look. I look at the person that I used to rent from because I was there. Mm -hmm. Do I go looking for other, you know, no. People come and tell me, like, hey, right. you know, such and such open. I'm like, oh, okay, good for her. But I don't do that because it's almost like social media. When you start consuming too much, you get wrapped up in it and you lose your own vision because oh, wow. you're looking at what they got going yep. on. So I try, I, I don't look. I really don't. I don't look at all. The only sweet owner that I talk to is the lady I used to rent from. Gotcha. 
And I mean, because I left on good terms, we have a great relationship. She'll send me clients. If I'm full, I'll send them to her. I sent her my overflow. You know, we do, and we work well together. But other than that, they follow me on Instagram, but. Uh, and that don't look, that's a good technique to use because you don't want to use your uniqueness about what you're doing. And then you're watching so much people, you start mimicking, mimicking. people. Mm-hmm. And you start, even if you ain't trying to, it'll start coming out. And then, like, you lose what's special about, about what you. you're doing. That's yeah. right. I was listening to a um, guy, well, we were talking one time, and he's an artist. And he said that whenever he's about to write an album or even process a couple months before he starts writing, he don't listen to any music Mm-mm. because he don't want his sound to sound like everybody else's or he don't want to mimic nobody's sound. So he right. want to work on his own sound mm-hmm. and make sure that it's pure. Subconsciously, it'll happen. Like, yeah. even with um, Instagram, I watch what I follow. Like, I don't follow a whole lot of hairstylists um, because then you start looking at their work and like, dang, why you know, but yeah. then you got to look like, girl, you booked and busy. Somebody like what you got, you know, right. so you got to, I just try not to consume too, too much. Cause I was getting real wrapped up in that spirit of comparison. Mm. Yeah. Oh boy. It's bad, man. And Instagram will do it to yes, you. Yes, it will. It's designed to do that. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Make you think you're not doing we, enough. We also like to ask this question. So with all being successful, you in the city, doing your thing. How is family dynamic? Oh man. Like your, you know, extended family, how okay. they, they treat you the same, or do you, how is it, how's that relationship? I'm from the country, so they don't care. Okay. <laughs> you know, you just Chrissy from around the way, don't nobody care, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, My family's very supportive. That's like, good. mom, dad, and brother, you'll see them coming in, painting, and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all, like, they're very supportive. Um, Cousins, we just went to Vegas. We had yeah. a cousin's trip. Um, Nobody changes, you know, it just is what it is, you just. You still just Chrissy. Like, even when I was a nurse, it was like, she ain't nobody. Like, <laughs> they don't care. Like, you know, it is what it is. And that's what I love about my family because family keeps you grounded. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have that type of family, man, you'll lose, you'll lose who you are in a minute. That's awesome. You know, people got to realize money don't change nothing. And I ain't got money at all. Like, to me. Yes, you do. No. <laughs> when I went to Vegas, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Boy, in Vegas, yeah. They got money. But, you know, honestly, um, my husband, my brother, anybody can tell you this. I'm more giving than anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't care what I got or what I don't have, seriously. If I got it and you need it or I see that you need it, I'm going to donate. I donate a lot. I just want to be as helpful as I can to others. I don't get money from me. I really get it truly to be of help to others. Um, so it don't matter. I could hit the lottery today and I'll probably be doing the same thing. Mm. It wouldn't change. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's one of the last questions I want to ask you. Um, a lot of your, uh, tenants are stylists and estheticians, barbers, all of that stuff. Are your suites for that or therefore anybody with a service can... So that's a trick one because they're for anybody, but you got to look at, like, for instance, if I got a bunch of barbers and stylists over here, I can't put someone who does massages over here because it's going to be too loud. I can't do, you know, so it's just the way it's structured. So, like, 114, I don't have, like, stylists over there. I have, like, braiders, um, and the rest are quiet services, you know, Um you kind of got to structure it different. Now, on Assembly Street, it could be for 
anybody because of how I'm, it's the whole third floor. Eventually, we're going to open the whole floor, but right now we're doing seven suites at a time. But it'll be structured. Um, it'll actually give people, if they're serious, an opportunity to actually run a business. Because the first seven, we're going to do them in suites. And y'all are the only ones that know this so well. They're going to know now. <laughs> so the first seven will be suites. The next phase, we're going to actually rent the whole section out. So if you want to get the section, you can say, okay, we got this business. We got a lobby and four suites. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. So you, you'll you have the opportunity to do what you need to do. You know, even if you're a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist and you need rooms or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's beautiful because you go to this nice building. It used to be the old, um, oh, God, what was the, oh, what was the realtor? Co, um, Co, what was it? I can't think of the name of it. But it was the old realtor. It was their building. And they're, they're still, Russell and Jeff Coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's still, um, they're still in business, but that's not their building anymore. So it was, the way it's structured, it's like a huge conference room. Um, and it's just a huge floor full of stuff. So we just go kind of structure it out and roll it out into different phases. And it'll give more people the opportunity to, you know, kind of grow their business or start new businesses. Oh, that's dope. How do you, like, how do you find your deal? Like, you find your I don't find them. They find me. People literally call me every single one. Hey, you want to come look at this building? Hey, do you want to come? Every, I don't look for them. Uh, I do not look for them. I do not look for them. Um, the owners of the plaza that we're in now, they asked me, did I want to take 114? So when I went and looked at it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, y'all. I don't. She got favor. Hell, yeah. man. I don't look for it. I promise you, I don't. But um, it's fun. I can tell you that. It's fun. It's stre- now, the stressful part is once the building is complete. You know, the fun part is the, the building it, you know, yeah. getting it right. Then when it's time to open, you're like, is anybody going to come? Yeah. You know, that's the stressful part is, like, getting the tenants in there. Do you have a hard time with that? I do because I'm picky. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm real selective. Um, If I meet with you and I feel I, I got to – I don't like the word vibe, but, you know, spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, discernment. Yeah. discernment. There you go. I, I, if I feel like something, because, you know, one one bad apple can ruin business. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So oh, I yeah. feel responsible for everybody's business. And if I'm putting the wrong people near everybody else's business, like, I feel like it could really be detrimental to everybody. So I'm real particular. And now my husband's actually coming in on this one with me. And he's worse than me. So I know uh, <laughs> we'll be uh, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. He got heavy discernment. Mm. Like he can read people like nobody's business. So I know, and I'm glad because with this building, um, we definitely would need that. We'll definitely need it. So he, he, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay. Well, how often, well, I said that was the last question. How I often? Three questions ago. I ain't got nothing to do. We good. How often do you go around and like, uh, do you manage your business? Mm-hmm. Like you manage so the suites? We, he and, well, we sneak in there all the time. Mondays and Saturdays, Sundays. You can bank that I'm in all three at least one of those days. Um, Mondays, I'm home, and that's when I do all the behind-the-scenes work, like all the accounting stuff. I'm meeting with the lawyer. We're going over, you know, leases, contracts. 
Um, we're paying all the bills. So Mondays is like the behind the scenes stuff. But then actually coming in and out, we're kind of in and out all week. Like when my son gets his hair cut, which I'm like, you know what to do. And he'll check my bathroom need to be tightened up or, you know. So okay. we always got somebody in there wow. checking to see if I need to send an extra cleaner in or whatever. To, just to make sure everything, you know, looks good. Um, otherwise, the tenants will call and say, hey, a light is out or, you know, something's out. And we'll just get the maintenance to come in and fix it. But we try to lay eyes on it at least once or twice a week. But that's even that is still getting a little be a little stretch. Mm. It's getting to be kind of hard. So, so if someone wanted to get into like um, building a suite or putting mm-hmm. one together, what is the first thing that you would recommend? Um, honestly, location, location makes a difference. Um, because it two notch is just a prime location. Everything is on two notch, right. and it, not only is everything on two notch, everybody knows how to get to two notch. So it's easy to give directions there, and everybody's used to getting some level of service on t- on two notch. Um, so I would definitely say location. Um, the other thing is I would look at your your clientele or the community. Like who, what do you want to put in these suites? Because that can make or break you too. Stylists, estheticians, barbers—they're the easiest to put in, the, in into the suites because they do have the clientele and the business for the most part. But then also they do, because they have the clientele, you got to look at the wear and tear on your facility mm-hmm. because they're going to be so busy and you have so much traffic. Like I do the most maintenance in 220. Oh, I mean, they took the whole doorknob off. I don't know how that happened to this day. Gone. Just missing. <laughs> to this day. So I mean, <laughs> one, of the, one of the clients needed at home. I mean, seriously, it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. It's like, well, where is the doorknob? So, I mean, you know, so I would definitely look at, um, where you're located, you know, what are you trying to put in there and how much you want to spend because they can get pricey. You know, you got 10 people in there and this person's always cold and this person's always hot and we don't lock. Y'all see, we don't put a lock on the unit. Oh, right. And the reason we don't do that, when I was in my suite, they controlled the units from Charleston. So he would oh, base wow. the unit, the, 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 he would base the temperature off of Charleston and we'd have to call and say, bro, it's hot. Oh. Bruh, it's Damn. cold, and he would just adjust it from his phone, but it's just, we ain't that suffering. It's hot. Mm. So we don't want it. We want y'all comfortable, but, you know, it can fluctuate the bills and things yeah, like that. I bet. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good little bit, but it's fun. I love it. And I love seeing people grow, and I love seeing them win. It's good. It's fun. That's the best part. Would you partner with people on a deal? Only my husband. Only your husband? Only my husband. Only because, you know, people... <laughs> You know, people are funny. And, then, you know, oh, yeah. and it's funny because everybody won't have the same vision as you mm-hmm. and they won't have the same passion as you. And honestly, people ain't raised the same. Your morals ain't the same. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do good business by people first. Even if somebody look at me like, girl, that was stupid. I'm like, yeah, but it was the right thing to do, you right. know. And everybody ain't going to do that. And I can't be in business with nobody that can't do that. I agree. Yeah, 100%, man. When I um first got my license, well, I was uh, doing OJT at a shop, and uh, the owner was like, yeah, man, we're going to take good care of you or whatever, because I was recommended to that shop. He was like, yeah, we're going to take good care of you. When I got in there, um, they barely even talked to me. Yeah. So I'm in there. The instructor who was supposed to be instructing me um, never told me what I needed to get, no book or anything. He uh, never turned my license in to the board. Oh. And he did me so dirty. And I didn't even know that 
because I was new, so I didn't know I was supposed to do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I'm about six months in. I'm like, yo, I'm not making no money. I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm leaving. And um, talked to the guy who recommended me. I'm like, yo, why did you, you know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, I didn't know they were like that. I didn't know. So um, I got a connection down at the board. Um, she's a personal friend of mine. So I hit her up. I'm like, yeah, I um, just checking about my hours. She was like, yeah, you never got any hours turned in. She's like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to find them for every month that you didn't buy? I was like, nah, don't even worry about it. They'll get what's coming to them. Right. I just want to get right. So I ended up going to another shop, and they gave me all of my hours that I missed. See? And I was able you to. You got to look out. When you, when you do the right thing, he always has a way of fixing it in your favor. Mm. It sucks at the beginning because I know my, my husband, oh, sometimes with people that I've had to deal with, I'm like, you know what, babe, it ain't even worth, you know, X, Y, Z. I'm going to let that one ride. Because even my lawyer be looking at me like, now, Chrissy. And I'm like, it ain't mm, it ain't worth it. Mm, you know, yeah. sometimes I weigh. Now, some of them, I'm like, yeah, we go take this one all the way. But some of them just like, you know what? This child is troubled. She got other issues. It ain't mm. me. I'm going to let that ride. You know, because some of them have pushed my buttons. And I know this is how I know God changed me. Because, boy, whew, the old me. I couldn't have dealt with a lot of this. Some of these girls will push you. They disrespect <laughs> And I'm like, let me just remain professional, remain calm, and it always works out. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, I think that'd be one of my issues. Like, cause I, I love people. I love talking to people, but like dealing with them with natural attitude yeah. and still remaining calm. I'm it's like, hard. Right, it's a, that's a something we have to do as barber stylists. Like, you yeah. gotta keep your composure. And people will disrespect you. Oh. They'll disrespect you because they feel like they're paying you. Right. But what they don't understand is all money ain't good money. I can refuse you. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't well, need I, your money. Like, right. I'm okay. Like, I'll be all right without this this cut. I'll be all right without this shampoo and style. But because what I'm not going to do is compromise, you know, my integrity for a pay. Right. right. You ain't going to do that. Yeah, they'll try you, though. Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, I it's a lot of entitled people Ooh. out there, too, man. I deal with, I got some of them. And they feel like, oh, I'm a pastor. I'm this. Like, yes. that, that don't mean don't nothing. Mean nothing. Right. nothing. It don't. They want VIP treatment. Especially All my clients VIP. If they give you a tip and then, like, they've been tipping you and stuff, and then they want you to come in on, like, a crazy time or a crazy mm. day, and you don't right. do it, they you, they might not come back. And that's fine. Because they feel like, yo, I've been tipping you. I've been treating you good. You ain't going to do what I tell you to do. You're not buying me, though. Right. You're tipping me because you enjoyed the service exactly. at that time. This is a one-time deal. You know, that tip was for that service. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're not feeding into now the future. Now I owe you. Now I owe you because you're tipping. Dang, mm-hmm. dang, that's I had, um, I lost a couple of clients, like, during COVID because they were tipping while I was cutting their hair in the shop. And COVID came in, I wouldn't come to their house. So I wouldn't, like, oh, I'm not doing that. I want you to risk your life. And they just stopped coming to me. That's fine. Yeah, I was I like, whatever. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need that. And then you know that your clientele is good when you can – um, go out somewhere and you see them like, dang, I ain't cut the hair in my two years and you don't even you notice. Even it. <laughs> like, damn, like, where you coming. been? Yep. Yeah, so. yeah, it happens a lot. It, I think our industry is, people don't understand how mentally taxing it is. Oh, yeah. Like, they'll yeah. see, like this week, they saw, clearly saw I was in Vegas. Still hit me up. Mm. Hey, when you get back, uh, you think I could get, I'm like, Checking for this right now. Right. Yeah. This is the one time I'm really just not doing no business. I'm not booking no appointments. Um, 
I ain't doing they nothing. They would do the same thing if their job called them on their day off. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know why they calling me. <laughs> right. So I got to ask y'all a question. My husband, uh, we have these different perspectives because he's not in the service industry, right? He would yeah. see his barber, like, in the grocery store. And he would, it, it's so funny when I hear him do this. Hey, bro, what you doing here? And barber be like, getting groceries. <laughs> <laughs> like, so... Do y'all feel like people don't look at y'all as human? Like y'all just—they—they they don't. I say the video, boy. I say the oh, TikTok video, goodness. man. And dude was like, um, "What he said? He said, uh, what, 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 what are you doing? Getting groceries? What are you doing? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what? you supposed to be at the shop? At the shop. I think mm-hmm. the ones who like you got a real connection with that right. you talk outside of just the service. Yeah, the other ones who just want you to cut their hair or do their hair. They just look at you just for that. They just they, that. Yeah. Like you don't have a family. You're not married. Not you don't all. have kids. You don't, you know, it's weird. You can't cut me at 8 p.m. Like, brother. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get I'm, to my kids. Right. I, a, get, I get really, clients get real mad. They're like, you work banker's hours. I'm like, what time yeah, you Yup, yep, they mad about your hours. Like, what time you work? <laughs> Nine to five? Okay, so you work them too. All right. All right. There What's was the a, um, There was a guy, he was like, hey, you think you can get me? I get out work like. Seven or something like that. So I'm, I can head straight. I get it by seven fifteen. I said, Nah, bro. I said I'm good. I was <laughs> like, I, I I'm done for the day. And then we had went to like the skating ring or something. Oh man! And he was out there. I was standing in line. And I turned around and it was him. He like, <laughs> I thought you said like, brother. I I am out with my family, bro. That's why you I'm done for the day. That's why I'm done. Supposed to be behind the chair. Yeah, like. Oh, you uh, could cut my hair, but you can come to the skating ring. Yeah, I can. That's what I did. We're human. Yeah, boy. That's funny. Well, at least it ain't just us. Y'all go through it, too. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so funny. I try to teach my child that I'm like, Jaden, listen. Because these this new generation of kids. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I said, Jaden, you got to give people the proper timing. Like, I try to. He's 17, so I'm trying to let him handle his own business. So I'm like, look. I told him. I said, look, school is out. You ain't going to want to get up at 830 to go get your hair cut with Chris. I said, Reschedule your appointment. All right, Ma, I got it, I got it. Ma, can you call Chris? Nah, bro, I told you. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, trying to teach these kids right. to do good business early. Mm-hmm. Because, boy, these adults is doing this crazy stuff. It's a wrap. Right. Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And they don't They don't understand. They have no clue what they're doing. They'll call. Yo, you supposed to be walking in, getting in my chair, and now you calling me saying I ain't going to make it. Oh, yeah. There's a little dude, man, I've been cutting for some time now. His mom was booking his appointment. His mom was bringing him. But when he got of age to drive and do it <laughs> himself, he will, he booked these morning appointments, right, knowing he's not going to make it. He'll book the morning appointments and don't show up. Now, he did it, like, twice. I blocked him. <laughs> he created another account, no. did the same thing. I blocked him again. Then he did it one last time, and I blocked him, and I hit him up. I said, yo, stop. 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 Yeah. And he ain't been back since. Like, I'm not about to keep doing that. It's hard when they, when you're trying to teach them. Yeah, you have to because, and I told him, I said, I, you know, you, that's how you go learn. When they give you that cold shoulder, that's when they learn Mm -hmm. because you tell them something, but they think they know everything. These little kids think they know everything. And they they don't, kids don't have a concept of time. Oh, no. Or like, they don't understand time is money. So they, they think it's okay just to not show up, call you, be like, hey, man, can you get me later? Like you just missed a slot that somebody could have been in. That cost me money. That cost me money. Yeah. Now, the only thing I've seen him on time for, he don't play by his job. Jaden going to be early on his job yeah. and on that football field. 
Oh, yeah. The coach oh, yeah. said be there at 7. He there at 6.30. Mm. He don't yeah. play. <laughs> he don't play about that. So I'm trying to teach him, like, bro, you got to do that. And now that he got his own clothing line, I'm like, look, this is how we got to structure this business. Like, you ain't going to just be out here selling clothes. You have a clothing line. It's a yeah, difference. Yeah, come on now. You know what I'm saying? We ain't just selling clothes. So yeah, you don't just make clothes. You're a designer. You're a designer. Because he really does make, like, he's on that iPad making the designs and everything. I'm like, bro, we got to kick this into, you know, into a real profession. This is what you may do in college. I don't know what you go do, but if that, you know, at least you got options. But y'all got kids. Y'all get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's tough. Um, I'm asking this question about, uh, about clients real quick. Okay. Do you have clients that um that try to like pay you next week or when they get paid and stuff like that? I mean, I don't play them games. Like <laughs> I'ma tell you, like I have one client, y'all. Oh I man, go on, man. No. Go. On. I'ma tell y'all this one story. <laughs> I did this lady hair, she booked a high dollar service, and I've been doing her hair for a while. And when I got done, this chick wrote me a post-dated check. Post-dated. Oh, boy. Like, oh, for damn. next. Oh, for, sneaky. Like, first of all, I don't even take checks. Yeah. You wrote me a post-dated check. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I don't get paid the next Friday. I said, well, that's when you should have booked the appointment exactly. next Friday. And so, of course, when it's time to deposit the check, of course the money ain't in there. So now I'm going back and forth with her, can't get her on the phone, can't reach her. And it was my husband. He was like, man, she probably get paid on a Friday. Deposit that thing Friday. So we ended up catching it that Friday. Like, <laughs> that's how we got a bunch of She got me. But no, do that because it's like, you know, the same way that, well, for one, if you choose to get your hair done or get a haircut and you don't have the money, you're irresponsible. You're not prioritizing. Come on. So you ain't going to prioritize me, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to paying me when it's when you're supposed to pay me, so I'm not going to do that. So it's like we got to handle, you got to feel okay, you feel okay handling your business. Yeah. You don't feel bad about no. somebody not having the money and stuff mm-hmm. like, because that will kill your business. Because you Especially it. if you got a big heart for that type of stuff. Because, cause, <laughs> let's be honest, y'all, what we do is not a necessity. You know, they, you you know what I mean? Honestly, Mm -hmm. now, if I was the person that maybe cut your lights on or cut your lights off, I might have a little heart. But it's hair. Like, you go have to prioritize that. Right. You know, so, no, I don't feel bad about you not being able to afford a hairstyle, you know, because you didn't prioritize it. Because I got got bills to pay, too. Yeah. Right. And especially with, um, because of the units, like, haircuts, I don't have no issues with that people pay or whatever, but with them units, the clients, the clientele, they I mean, they good, they faithful, but they are weird because they know that they don't have the money. And they don't, this is really an extra service yeah. that you really, you can go bald and be okay. Nah, but Chris, you out here changing lives, though. Man. Please, please continue. Because these men, I ain't gonna lie, I, I just be looking at the transformations. I'm like, whoa. Like, you know, it's just amazing what a yeah. hairline does. God. They like. If you don't answer the phone, they come up to the shop and all crazy stuff. Yeah. Yo, your people be doing that? Oh, gosh, yes. How do you handle that? Um, Well, before I left to go to Vegas, one walked up to the shop, and she was like, I didn't get my appointment for the month. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I booked. Everything is online. You just booked through line. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I didn't see anything. Well, I don't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, this is her time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm right. Not, she paid for this time. Right. And you just have to teach them. You got to teach them how to handle you. I mean, because they, they, it, 
They will do what you allow them. You right about that. Mm-mm, I don't play that. You ain't gonna call me. I'm with a client. Like that's why I got online booking. You not. I don't. I'm not a stylist that books over the phone. Yeah, they get so sensitive. You don't answer. Did I do something to you? Did I offend you in any type of way? No. If I don't have anything, I just don't have anything. Don't have I'm not it. going to answer the phone and tell you something that you already know. You know. Hey man, something's wrong with that booking app. It's not letting me book for this stuff. <laughs> It's not available. There's nothing there. <laughs> but you know, we're doing a good thing though, y'all, because you gotta realize we're transitioning people. You know, right. all before it was oh, just pop up. They sit in a barber shop, they sit oh. in a hair salon for hours and they wait on their barber, they get that cut. It's a transition for a lot of yeah. people. So you just gotta keep being firm it's with like that coaching. transition. Yeah. yeah. They'll get it. Cause every where else you gonna go? You can't it ain't. I don't know too many barbers except the old heads that still let you come and just sit. Yeah, it's it's transformation. Yeah, with that, so with just booking. stay stay firm. But I wouldn't be accepting no next week payments when I got bills due this week. You're right. Mm-mm. You got two kids out there. Yeah. Ain't no way. They are not accepting that. No, Daddy, we want to go. We well, gotta wait the next week. So, yeah, we gotta wait on. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no way. Nah, nah. Them big hearts will get you broke. <laughs> me and my homeboy went through that a lot. He's a photographer. And me and him always talk about that. Like, God, like this was like two years ago. We just finally said, you know, we got to put our foot down, man. Yeah. We got to stop letting these people, because what they're doing, essentially, they're running your business for you. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all built something real. I mean, people love y'all. I always send people to y'all. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know Chris and Sam. And like, my husband was talking about the sweets one day. And he was talking to his homeboy. He was like, wait a minute. Sam cut my hair. <laughs> I've been in y'all suite. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they know y'all. That's what's up. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So, how can people reach out to you? What's your social media? How can they contact you? Or oh, So, I ain't gonna lie. That's Studio 1216 social media page. You can try, but main, the best thing is just, honestly, and I know this is gonna sound real crazy, just text me. And it's uh, 803-814-8031. But as far as like hairstyling, my social media page is Chrissy the Stylist. And then the suite page is the Studio 1216 Suites. And that's it. Dope. Dope, man. So uh, it's another week, another episode of Major yes. Figures Podcast. I'm Chris Darnell. I'm Goody. Goody. This is Chrissy Woods. The so, sweet queen. Sweet queen. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned, man. We got some things coming up, man. So Major Figure Podcast. We out. Yeah.